An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 335. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi Jay, and as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. This week on the show, it's part two of our Astronomicon 2 2019 adventure. Featured on this episode, the original artist for the covers of the Goosebump series by R.L. Stein, the one and only Mr. Tim Jacobus. Following that, a chat with Source Point Press's own Mr. David C. Hayes. He is the author of Rotten Tale, which you'll be able to see as a movie in theaters soon, as well as the author of Kringle, which I'm so excited for you all to eventually see. This book is absolutely fantastic. I love it to death. Following that, the writer of Twisted's comic book himself, the one and only Mr. Dirk Manning, returns to the show for about the 8,000th time, and we're always happy to have our brother Dirk here to chat with us. Again, we had such a fantastic time at Astronomicon. I cannot wait to go back next year. What a party. Twisted. Uh, Magic Ninja Entertainment, uh, all of you, the staff, the crew, the attendees of Astronomicon, thank you for such a wild adventure. For now, please enjoy my conversations with Mr. Tim Jacobus, David C. Hayes, and the Dirkalicious one, Mr. Dirk Manning. Kids, I'm here with Tim Jacobus, original artist on the Goosebumps series. That's so cool and fun and very timely, as you and I were chatting about yesterday, as I have an eight-year-old son heavily into Goosebumps at the, at the moment. Uh, I'm sure you hear that a lot. That's awesome. Well, here's what's cool about it. So you have an eight-year-old that's starting to read Goosebumps. The Goosebumps books that I did started in 1991. Wow. So my original fans are now in their 30s, and they're starting to have kids of their own. And what's so great is they still fondly remember the book so much that when their kids start to become reading age, they're starting to break them out and going, hey, you're starting to read. Check out these books. I thought they were cool when I was a kid, and maybe you will too. And it seems to be catching on, and there's a new generation of kids reading the originals, the, right. the classic books. Which is awesome. I was a little too old for Goosebumps when it first came around, but uh, it, it, it's taking off again, especially with the movies and stuff. It's so popular right it, now. It, it's amazing that it, it's it's had so much momentum in the past four years, five years, it, it, it's it's a resurgence. And again, I'm not quite sure, I can't put my finger on what got it going. The movie obviously helps because kids are all visual. Right. Uh, them re-releasing the TV show on Netflix, that help. was a, that, yeah. that helps. Yeah. Well, but, I, I think you hit it on the head with the generational thing. But I think, you know? I, I yeah. really think it's the, the, it. it's the word of mouth from the parents to the kids. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, other things have had certain decades 
but this is kind of the first generational turnaround for that, right? Exactly. It's kind of like I've seen at the Comic-Cons over the years with Power Rangers. Right. You know, it's all these 90 kid, 90s kids who've grown up and in time to pass it along. How did you originally become involved with the Goosebumps franchise? Uh, I had done some books with Scholastic, one-offs, you know, one-and-dones, like we, we call them, and uh, I had proven myself to be reliable. Okay. You know, you give me the artwork, you tell me when it's supposed to be done, and I'll get it done, and it'll be good. And when the Goosebumps thing came along, I didn't know who RL was, so okay. it wasn't something that I went, oh, this is awesome, I'm, you know, I'm being team. I knew nothing about him. I was so right. ignorant to what the whole thing. What were you thing. doing at the time? Uh, I was doing uh, I was doing more uh, mystery books. Okay. And I did a little bit more science fiction stuff, but um, I was actually the thing that I was doing for Sch uh, Scholastic were books called Women in Jeopardy, and they were written for moms. And it was the, the the main character was always a mom. Okay. And then she like be involved in this like weird murder mystery and she would figure it out on her own and right. so all of my covers I, I i did that you know low perspective and uh started to warp perspective and i used those saturated colors that became the the uh the the the, the mark of goosebumps and they people were going oh yeah that's that's kind of a neat neat twist there so right. i think that had a had a lot to do with it well your art is gorgeous it's it's deep and rich and and and, and really like like warm like you're saying you thanks know? it's fantastic and stuff. and and yeah. it's very uh contradictory to what you would do in a horror piece most okay. horror pieces are very lacking of color you want to you want it dark you want it black you want it gray right. yeah you'll throw those reds in there because you're trying to hit home you know the blood effect Right. Goosebumps, it's a clown show. Right, you know, I right. got I got oranges and yellows and greens. That's unheard of in a horror book, but we made it work. The other element that a lot of people, if you're not an avid Goosebumps reader, is that there's a there's a always an element of humor in okay. the story. And it's an important part. And R.L. Stein will tell you he actually started as a as a humor writer long before oh, really? he started it. Yeah. Okay. His first book was a joke book. Right, okay. So he likes that humor element and I do too. So that 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 use of color and now when you hear me tell you that, now you'll go back and look at the, the the covers and go, oh yeah, that is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So is it is it been your covers all the way through? Even when we're seeing reissues of older like books, or there been it, other artists to take yeah, over? Yeah, there's there's you there's been the torch sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, there's been a, a cycle. They um, first uh, I did the first 62 wow. of the originals. Holy then crap. I did another 28 <laughs> for the second series. Oh my god! And then there were special editions. So I did about 107 at the beginning. That's amazing. Then the first thing they did was repackage using the same artwork, tweaking it a little bit, uh, uh, just doing you know just minor tweaks, changing the colors a little bit, right. moving the uh, the the uh, logo around. Right. Then they actually had somebody redo my artwork it's the same characters but a new artist interpretation of that art okay. and that was cool yeah I, that's I, fun. Right, exactly see what other people do with what you did exactly Absolutely. and yeah, now yeah. they have a new artist and he's got his own version of it and it's very cool it's completely different so it's it's this is normal practice in the publishing business. Absolutely. So it wasn't that uh, everybody got mad at me or got no, tired no, of no, me. No, right, so uh, right, no, right. it was uh, it's it's really standard operating procedure. Now, how's do you, do you have kids? I do. I have a son who's twenty. Okay, so 
we were talking yesterday and I was laying out my personal situation. My son is eight years old and he's a horror freak. Uh, all, like, like I, I wasn't really into horror that much as a kid, but even beyond like Goosebumps and stuff, like he's all about Freddy and Jason. These movies that he has not watched. It's awesome. I, I have not let him, but you know, Goosebumps is the one thing I can rely on, right? To help find that, that balance. So, um, having a fan base that is like kids, how did that develop for you as you went along? Because I'm sure that was something new you had to deal with oh, absolutely. as you were doing Goosebumps, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, there were, we had some rules in, right. in the original Goosebumps. There was no red blood. Monster blood, we got tons of that, and that's right. green and slimy. Right. But no blood, and nobody ever, you never saw any of the kids getting hurt on the covers. Right. So those were like just hardcore, you of know, course. we're not, we're not yeah. crossing that over. But other than that, I'm a big kid, you yeah. know. Was so. your kid into it? No, my kid could have cared less. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and what was so, Goosebumps ran real heavy for, uh, like I said, about uh, 11, 12 years. Okay. And then it, it truly kind of died off for a short period of time. Right. And during that period was when my son was in the prime reading age. Okay. So, you know, it was something that went on at the house. It was dad's thing, you right, know. So, right, right, you know, right. I got a little bit of that. And, yeah. you know, he read maybe one or two and it was like yeah it's all right but yeah, yeah. yeah. well i really appreciate the series because my kid's a voracious reader as far as uh uh he's got quite a vocabulary he's reading a couple levels you know That's above cool. where he should and uh you know me and my wife we're big readers too so i'm just glad that there's these new series because when i was a kid we didn't have tons of that that's exactly right? it like we did we had like maybe choose your own adventure but everything was either really kitty or like young adult like christopher pike type stuff that's you know? it's exactly yeah. right yeah. It, it i don't know whose idea it was to to hit that market the way they did back right. in the 90s but right. it was genius right sheer genius because you'll 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 talk to school teachers who teach that age group right. from that era and they're gonna go we couldn't get little boys to read at all. Right. They just couldn't. And all of a sudden, Goosebumps came along, and it became cool. Yeah. And that's yeah. the that's the main thing is it was cool to read. That's awesome. Uh, up in Toronto, we or in Canada in general, uh, we had this channel called YTV Youth TV. Okay. And they had a show called Are You Afraid of the Dark? I don't know if you've ever I, heard I, of that. I do know. And of I this. don't know if they have that down here or not. Yep, I, they do. They do. Yep. I wasn't sure if it was exclusively Canadian-made or not, but it was very much in the same vein too. And my kid's starting to watch a couple of those episodes, awesome. right? But he's still, he's always bugging me. He wants, Daddy, when can I watch Freddy versus Jason? I'm like, kid, you don't understand what you're yeah. in for, right? Yeah, like, and you got to pace it because yeah. my kid got freaked out. I, I, I uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Really? When yeah. he was a little kid. Right. He's like, oh, let me watch it. So we're watching it on TV. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, I doze off before the end of the movie where everybody's skin melts. Yeah, yeah. And I wake up to him going, he's yelling at me, going, what is the matter with you letting me watch this? <laughs> it's a hard balance. Even being at this show, I mean, there's parents walking around with their, you know, tiny little toddlers. And this is a horror show. This yeah. is a Twisted show. There are, there are some serious, like, masks and stuff going on, right? No so, doubt. You know, I'm trying to, I try to be very weary. Like, what I did, actually, is I showed my kid a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff. 
how Perfect. they made the movies and special effects and uh, you know you got to have that balance yeah and no that's a perfect yeah. angle too that right okay yeah. let me t tell you how this is pretend yeah and everybody's playing yeah. once you get that part wrapped around it then yeah you, you do you because yeah. i stopped him when he started getting into the zodiac killer <laughs> He started watching videos about the Zodiac Killer, and I was like, okay. That's, yeah, that's a lot no, of explaining. No. That's going, a lot of well, explaining. Well, what I basically said, I tried to keep it simple, and I was like, this other stuff, it's fun and make-believe, and we have to realize that, but there's some stuff that is real and awful and horrible in the world. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, the Zodiac Killer was a real person who caused a lot of harm and a lot of hurt. This isn't something we should... You know, yeah, we take lightly, right? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 not it's a serious thing, and that other stuff is just you know chop them up fun. So you know, I think he's got a good read on it. Yeah. You know, and that was a that's something that I was always surprised at with my kid. So when we grew up, special effects were terrible. Yeah, and, yeah. and even in movies, and TV was even worse. Yeah. So there was never a point where you watch something and go. Oh, that's real. No, you never believed it for a second. But by the time my son was growing up. Even the television commercials were real. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, but your kid, my kid, they have an uncanny way of reading through bullshit. They're you smart. Know, they are way smart. So smart. They're very astute, especially yeah. when it comes to that stuff. So yeah. um, we got to, you know, we got to give them as much credit as they deserve, too, yeah, on absolutely. top of it. Now, my kid will kill me if I <laughs> don't bring up Slappy. Awesome. Because Slappy's his thing. Like, that's where he has zeroed into. All he loves to read are the Slappy stories. So when, when Slappy first came along and, you you know, you realize you're going to be drawing this, like, marionette thing, was that fun for you? Because, oh, like, yeah. you know, you've done them a lot. So. Yeah. So everybody thinks uh, ventriloquist dummies are creepy. It's I mean, even creepy for adults. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. And, when you, yeah. and when you see one in real life, you're going, yeah, yeah. there's something wrong here. This yeah. is just off. Yeah. It's off just totally. enough. Totally, yeah. So, um, yeah, when I got a chance to do it, I knew I wanted to be authentic, but I also knew what I wanted to do to make him just a little bit more scary. Yeah. And, you know, the first rendition of him is just a portrait of the ventriloquist dummy, and it's become iconic. It's the, when people think of Goosebumps, they think of that. Yeah. To your point, though, then there's, you know, now we're doing Night of the Living Dummy 2, Night of the Living Dummy 3, and yeah. Night of the Living Dummy 4, and, and you got to keep it fresh. And yeah. I got lucky. You know, the stories were just twisted enough. A little more creepier. Yeah, yeah. A little more creepier. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, Night of the Living Dummy 3 is a whole family of dummies living in the attic. Yeah. It was just yeah. a blast. Yeah. My kid, when he watches the movies, he just fast forwards to like <laughs> slappy parts. He doesn't care. He's like, no, just, it's all slappy all the time. So uh, that's super fun. What are you up to these days? Uh, well, I can only tell you that uh, that I can't tell you what it is, mm -hmm. but R.L. Stein and I are working together. Oh, okay. we, we have not worked together in over 15 years, so my artwork is going to be on the cover of something that he wrote. Okay. And that's all I can tell you. That's and cool. I a need reuniting. To, a reuniting. Oh, that's exciting. As Bob put it, he said, the band's getting back together. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I need to finish the artwork by the end of this month, the end of February. Awesome. So we won't have to wait very long before you get a chance to see something new. That's very exciting, That's man. That's cool. That's thrilling for your fans. Um, are you online? You got an online presence? Could be like a Facebook page or anything? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and uh, I have a, a web page where you can also pick up some of my stuff, jacobusstudios.com. Right on. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for working so hard uh, 
for such a noble cause, really. I mean, it's, it's like fun and silly, but it's for the kids. And Absolutely, it is. benefiting. Yeah. You know, my kid benefits huge off this, and not just, uh, you know, nurturing his creativity, but he's reading, you know. And there's and, nothing better than that, because, yeah, yeah. you know, reading is... The kids is, see your covers, and they read it. And reading yeah. is the key to everything. Yeah. You, you can't get away from reading. You can't, no, no matter what. Not so, at all. Tim. It's awesome. It's been a pleasure, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. One, two, one, two. I am here with the creator of the upcoming awesome horror flick, Rotten Tail. Ladies and gentlemen, it's David C. Hayes. How are you? Wait, there's a movie coming out? <laughs> Were you not informed? No. No? Nobody? I rarely am, though. <laughs> they tell me... Like, writers are like bass players, man. I get the girls for the roadies. <laughs> we all know how it works. Dude, these things wouldn't exist without your words well, and your thoughts and your feelings. Right, and right. Once they leave my hands, I'm forgotten. Then they're done. Yeah, they're just and like, you've done and they're, then they just turn into one giant dick joke. You've done your you duty, know? right? That's awesome. I do hear that the dick jokes in the movie are tremendous. Are there dick jokes in the I movie? I guess. Yes? They were all audibles called on set. You did write the movie, too, I, though, right? Yeah, theoretically. All right. So, no, uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. How was, uh, how, had you ever adapted one of your comics or anything before? This, I know you've written scripts before. I did. This started as a script. Oh, it did? It started as a screenplay that no oh. one wanted. And um, we shopped it around all over the place, and no one liked it. And then uh, I had the idea that I got with Kurt Belcher, and we did a, a 60-page graphic novel out of it. Right. And no one wanted that either until Travis picked it up and changed the cover and kind of went nuts. So uh, when it got to the point where the, the screenplay was going to happen, that was already done. Right. Because that's how it started. And then uh, Brian Skiba, the director, came in and did a rewrite, and we, uh, we upped the Goofy up the goofy yeah, yeah we yeah. went back and forth with it i can't wait to see it i can't believe i haven't had the chance yet but people are going to have a chance in what april april 12th select theaters select theaters april 12th if you want it <laughs> then you can just call your theater and they know how to, it's booked through a real theatrical booking agent ammo oh, it's content that easy? you could bring it and have a screening and no you call the, you you have your theater uh talk to ammo content okay I see. on say, uh, ammo content.com i believe or something right do you yes. know any of the select theaters yet right now just the the one i know for sure is the one by me that I had them book it. <laughs> uh, I know that um, there's a couple theaters at Ohio State University are running it. A lot of a lot of independent uh, college town theaters right. are booking it. Um, it was shot in Arizona, so the Harkins franchise are going to run it down there. Awesome. We'll have to figure out something up in Toronto because Toronto's yeah. got mad little independent movie houses. Oh yeah, and, stuff and, that we and, could get and it played in. They all know. I mean, they're going to know who Ammo Content is. It's digital delivery. Right. So right. Not, not sending prints out like old school. Oh, is that so? They're sending direct digital to theaters now? yeah yeah they're, they're either uh, you get the, a link or a hard drive and then they can just play it right onto the screen yep. i mean obviously knowing that now it makes sense but never would have considered it i guess yeah well know? we're old yeah that's one of those processes <laughs> that you know just doesn't automatically come to mind I yeah guess. it's different now it used to be you'd have to strike a print send the printouts right and right. now you now you know uh some theaters are just you know getting a hard drive mailed you right. know, mail it back that's cool man um Corin Nemec yep. being involved. Now, you just talked about the uh, the covers. And I remember the original cover to Rotten Tail mm -hmm. was like a like a creepy Rotten Tail. But it yeah, was it was a half a face. 
Is that the original cover? No, the original cover uh, is one that we don't use, that we haven't right, used. Right, right. It's not in use, but it right. was once in use, and I'm just trying to remember it. It was. I know uh, I've seen it. It was uh, the Kurt Belcher, the artist of the book. We had a had a colored uh, his version, the original version, of the Rotten Tail character. Right. That's all uh, the coming first, out of the smoke. Right. Is the yes, first cover. Okay, yeah. I remember that. And then okay, so Corin, the fact that it is Corin on the cover, it's meant to be Corin. On, well, so you know, you've on seen a special now. Corin cover. Okay, the one yeah. that's on the banners. That the one we on the banners. Use. Yep, that's that's run and done. Right. That was a special, you know, Corin transference cover. Right. The new cover coming out is the movie cover. Oh, cool. So it's be Corin in makeup, mimicking the half face. Right. Right. So, right. 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 Yeah, it's going to be special. Uh, it'll have, um, you know, the the. Uh, him and the makeup on it. Yeah, yeah. So we should probably mention what the goddamn movie's about. Oh yeah, Giant Mutant <laughs> Easter Bunny goes on a killing spree of absolutely epic proportions. I, which is wonderful. Now you have stayed in that vein mm-hmm. with a fantastic new creation. Oh god, that yeah. Finally on the table, and I've been thrilled about yep. this since you told me the pitch. Nice. Kringle. Kringle. Tell the people about Kringle. Well, first we're going to say Kringle is uh, we have it limited to quantities at shows now. Yeah. It really goes national this Christmas coming up. Right. So it's going to hit stores this while Christmas. Still. Uh, but we do have some now. Kringle is a, uh, the sordid tale of Santa Claus one Christmas Eve. Uh, has an accident with some partying uh, rich people. A plane hits the deer. There's a massacre. Santa snaps and kind of goes Rambo on a small town. It's so good. <laughs> it's pretty wrong. Uh, it features uh, lots of mayhem, lots of death, a blumpkin. Uh, <laughs> you always need a good blumpkin in well, there. Well, Christmas blumpkin? You don't yeah. get those? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you got to move to the States. It's like a thing we do. Right, right? Yeah. I'm I don't know how many blumpkins I've given. Culture. You know. <laughs> right. and no now, Thanksgiving blumpkins. Now, the art on this book. Yeah, that's uh, by John Rodriguez. It's spectacular. Yeah, he did uh, Made Up Zombie Clown Circus I from know. Source Point Press. Okay. And so he did the, the art on this one in the backup story. That's going old school shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. the backup story is done by uh, uh, Dan Gorman. Right on. And, of course, there's a Sean Seal Frostbite little four-pager. Is, is, is it appropriate? <laughs> well, Is it family no. appropriate? Nothing's no. family appropriate. Not coming from no, Sean Seal. Coming from me. <laughs> God. Well, depending on your family, if you don't like your kids, I'm perfect. <laughs> uh, the art really compliments the fucking story. Yeah, well, it's the perfect art for this. We were shooting for kind of mimicking those old Rankin and Bass uh, okay. Christmas specials. Right. Like, you know, Year Without a Santa Claus, or, yeah, you know, the yeah. Heatmeister. Sure, and, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're kind of shooting for that, like the little legs, the big bodies. Right. But the cleanness of it and yeah. the, the contrast between the really clean Christmas art mm-hmm. and the blood in this book yeah, is beautiful. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So the Kringle is the name of that one. Um, I'm re-releasing uh, a novel I wrote called Cherub through Source Point Press. Cool. It's a very disturbing novel. How many books have you written? Forty, uh, some bunch. Are you for real? Yeah. And th- is this including like all the trash novels that you did, or like like the the what you you, st- you explained it to me like the the trash novels you call them, uh, you know, like the Captain Canuck. Oh, I haven't done those yet. No, but you did things in that style. Aren't they called like I'm not saying they're trash, but oh, like 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 like, like exploitation you novels and yeah, stuff. You oh, described yeah. them as oh yeah. Trash I mean, we've novels. got some like like Cherub is a trash novel like okay. that. Okay. You know, it's a uh, it's an exploitation. It's right. a, like terrible themes, awful content, bad bad right. things happen in it. But it's a it's a Valentine's Day theme, so we're going to be re-releasing that with some Sean Seal illustrations, and we know he likes to draw certain members, <laughs> certain certain parts of anatomy yeah. filled with this. So we're going to have a Valentine one. 
one, and then next year I'm uh, working with Brian Dunphy to get a Turkey Day is a story that's What's coming out. What's with the holidays? Why are you trying to nail down this Here's fucking the thing. corner? So, we, we made Rotten Tail, the, the script, way back in the day because horror movies on holidays are perennial. Every right. year, you know, you're going to watch Halloween. Every yeah. year, you're going to watch, you know. I watch Gremlins every Christmas every Eve. Every Christmas. I watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. Right. Every Christmas Eve. There wasn't anything for Easter, really. Okay. So, uh, and I really like, my favorite thing to do is to take things that people uh, hold sacred. Okay. And traditional, you know. Right. And flip it on its ear. Like, yeah, Santa's yeah. supposed to be a nice guy? No, he's not. Yeah. He's pissed. And the holidays, I guess, are just the perfect target for They're those the kind of things. They're the best target. Yeah, uh, yeah. Turkey Day, the one that's going to be coming out next year, uh, there's the big lie we tell in the States. Oh, the pilgrims landed, made friends with the Indians, and they traded recipes. <laughs> no mention of smallpox blankets, trail of tears, awful genocides. We just don't talk about that shit. Right. But in this story, uh, Alien Parasites Land... Uh, and, and there's a Thanksgiving pageant going on. They invade these turkeys, so they take over these turkeys. Turkeys march on the pageant. The people in the pageant, being naive and stupid, think, hey, just like the Indians and the pilgrims, we're going to we're gonna take over. Right. No. no. Carnage. <laughs> Carnage. <laughs> I love it. So how do you handle when you get around to Halloween? I'm not doing Halloween. You should do Halloween. What is, okay, hold on. Let's have a brainstorm moment. Okay, yeah, no. Right. But like you say, flipping it, it's on its head. Right. Right? Maybe some sort of thing where it's Halloween, everybody's in that mood, in that mode, right? Uh, but some sort of revelation occurs, some sort of miracle, and angels come to earth. Or something beautiful. Do you oh, know what I mean? Something, so, oh, so good. Like, if really you're talking happy about with flipping, it? Yeah, because everything you've gone oh. from happy the other way. Do you think you could maybe ever try, you know what I mean? Like a oh, reverse God. flip? Why would we? I don't know. Just to be interesting. You know, different, oh. challenging. So, so it's a, a wonderful, it's a wonderful life on Halloween. Yeah, hey, see. Every time a kid bites into an apple with a razor blade in it, an angel gets her wings. <laughs> see, that's yeah. This we, is I doable. Can do that. I can do that. This is doable. Well, there's something yeah, horrible. Yeah, all you gotta do is get the wheels going, Dave. Something horrible. That's all you gotta do. So I, yeah, there's a New Year's Eve one I want to do. Yeah. Um, Groundhog Day, I got an idea. <laughs> Ooh, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Have you? Uh, I'm sure you've heard of this Russian Doll show. Yes. Have you watched not any yet, of that? Not yet. Not yet. I've watched my cue. a bit. Weird. Yeah, it looks weird. Really looks like, looks interesting. Looks like wacky Twin Peaksy. It's 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 good. Yes, but not quite as out there. Yeah. Not quite as uh, you know hard to understand. But it is. Uh, it's a definitely unique take on that trope of living a day over and over again. Right. Because there's interesting things. Like it's not just the day ends. Like they die, but not daily. So there's the day they die, right? And they could go three, four days, then die and go back to that original day. Okay. Or they could die that day, go back to that original day. I don't know how much Live time for a got. month, goes back to that original day. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Now, uh, without spoiling too much, the mystery of it is that there's connections. And basically watching the show is you're trying to figure out why this is happening through a difficult puzzle of a prism, of a visual right. kind of prism, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it, it's quite trippy. I think you'd all enjoy right. it. Oh, yeah, yeah I plan yeah. to get into it. Yeah, Netflix is doing some nutty shit, man, with all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Do you watch Black Mirror? Not yet. I only watched the one first episode, and it was pretty fucked up. No, I heard it was really good. I mean, I do too many of these freaking shows. Yeah, So yeah, I don't yeah. have time to watch anything. Right. Do you get to enjoy anything? Like, oh, what yeah. is your entertainment these days? My entertainment. Uh, what do I do for entertainment? Um... 
my work. <laughs> I, I find like the, the the act of I really enjoy project managing things. So I do I do a lot of project managing for SourcePoint Press too. Right. So I really enjoy that the the, the, the logistics aspect of it. Okay. Things yeah, were yeah. cut and dried. Right. You know right. this this needs this is a thing has to be here. This page has to be here. Right. And put it in order. So yeah, yeah. I find that kind of relaxing. You ever edit of, anything? Oh yeah, all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like comic editing? Yeah, I do comic and novel edits. What have you edited comic wise? Uh, you done I, any SourcePoint books? Yeah, I did a Thirteen Little Hells. Uh, I am currently editing uh, Luther Frankenstone, which is a CW cookbook. Okay. Um, what else have we got? I'm just looking on the table right now. Cereal, uh, some of the things. And I edited the novels. Uh, right on. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, oddities. You know, editing bad. is a, it's an unsung uh, thing, you know? Yeah, I wish more it's people would take it. It's very important and people don't realize. Oh, God, you know? yeah. Like, I, I like to push for several reasons the fact that Allison O'Toole is editing. Casey's new book, Cirrus. Yes. Uh, because of the fact that, you know, not just only that she's from Toronto, so I'm biased, uh, and that she's, you know, she's making waves right now. Right. She's like the hottest editor in Toronto, but she's very, very good. Yeah. And, you know, we need more for, like, a, not only an editor on the forefront with a face, but an editor, a female editor, mm -hmm. that just a powerful female editor just adds to the landscape. Oh, yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big, I mean, the, the, the biggest mistake most people make when they do their own work and they put their things out there is they don't have the, someone look at it. Right, yeah. And an and editor, and a lot of times I, I get the, the concept that people think the editors are gatekeepers. Right. Not allowing things to be made. Yeah. And that's true, and it's a good thing. Right. Because not everything needs not to be made. everything it, should it, be made. It doesn't need to be out in the, in the version it is. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, I'm a big fan. I send, I'll be, I send everything I do out. Uh, either I have, if it's at source point, you know, someone like Travis or another person will be taking a look at it to get it through. But uh, if it's uh, not through source point, then it's, you know, there's an editorial staff I go through. Right. That's awesome. Because you have to. You know, yeah. You yeah, want the yeah. best quality out there. Yeah. Are you familiar with Allison's anthology, Wayward Sisters? Uh, I just recently, and I haven't picked yeah. it up yet. Oh, you got to read it. It's a wonderful thing and a wonderful idea. Toronto's a really strong city for anthologies. I know Michigan's a big state for it as well. Right. But uh, And they're all stemming from uh, the Toronto Comics Anthology, yep. uh, which actually originally stems from the Ty Templeton comic book boot camp. Okay. Because uh, it was uh. one of his writing courses, and all the students in that course decided to get together and do something collaboratively. Right. And that, and they went to Ty, and we're like, Ty, can you help us? And he was like, no, go do it your fucking self. Uh, you know, probably a little nicer than that. But he right. was like, look, you know, I'll help you out here and there. I've taught you the class, but you guys should do this. This should yeah. be your thing. And out of that came the Toronto Comics Anthology, which has been an incredible gateway for people getting into the industry. That's great. And getting their names out there. A lot of people are now doing their own first comics just because of what they, you know, were able to gain. Are, are there out any of doing Captain Canuck stories in there? Not in that one, no. Well, That's, that, uh, I hate it. I won't read it. Well, we're going to have to see what happens with Captain Canuck. You know, I mean, currently, Captain Canuck is a chapter house property. Correct. And we'll see how long that continues to be so. There could be a rot Captain Canuck crossover. Dude, that'd be pretty rad. Yeah. I don't think he'd survive. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> Maybe not. He, no, see, no, no. She's, he'll survive. Here's the thing. Uh, I've been pushing this Canadian thing, right? Well, I wonder why. And we're yeah, and now we've you know there's uh like uh, Sean Daly, Shea Hans getting involved, you know, you know. Devin Wong. Yeah, Devin Wong. Of course, we got a lot of Canadian content starting to you know work through SourcePoint, which is amazing. I'm still gonna want to get to that point where I see a Canadian product, you know, like yeah. even Dave Bishop doing Morte and everything. But it'd be cool to have a book, uh, you know, not really 
based around Canada, but something maybe in Canada yeah. or, uh, you know, a Canadian story of some way. Right. Uh, that's that's a tiny goal for me. I hope we can get SourcePoint to the point where we do something, you know, a little Canadian-themed sort of thing. Or Since something. I'm kind of Canadian, I'm yeah. only like a second generation removed. Right, right, right. I got a cool Canadian Wendigo story I want to do. See? There you go, man. Do I got to get a native to back me up on this one? Like, Not necessarily. To get the tax credits? <laughs> I got I to gotta hire, you know, 90% Canadian Yeah, we're very Canadian careful. Staff. Well, the first thing you have to do is issue at least six formal apologies. Oh, God. And then you might actually get your foot in the door. Oh, man, I do that every day, well, generally you after, you, you know, go. bathroom trips. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so incredibly sorry. Oh, that's okay. Uh, David, Rotten Tales going to be yeah. coming out in April. April 12th. Uh, everybody should check that out if it happens to be in one of those select theaters. I'm sure You can make it happen. Call your theater. Right, as you said, call your theater, and you can get, poor, get in touch with SourcePoint. Uh, you know, if you want to get this into your local theater, right. sourcepointpress.com, get a hold of us, email us through the site, we're everywhere online. Through uh, Facebook, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. it is an absolute accessibility as well. You're online. I am. You know, David C. Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there you go, kids. Uh, support, because if Rotten Tail gets made and is awesome, uh, more gets made. Because right I know that we want this trend to continue, We do. Right? Son of Rotten Tail is written. And oh, really? Like, yeah, it's ready to go. Oh, that's exciting. Right on. You need any extras for that? I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I just write. Uh, right, right. <laughs> I just, I just you got to talk to that Travis guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, he's got a casting couch that I think you'd be perfect for. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. We may, need, <laughs> we may need to look into that. David, it's always a pleasure. My pleasure, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. As we approach the end of Astronomicon 2, Two. that means you all know what we're in for now. The end is here. The end is here, which brings along with it the man in black himself, Mr. Dirk Motherfucking Manning. Manning. Dirk, my friend. <laughs> What's going on? Once again, welcome back to An Elegant Weapon. Thank you know it is always a pleasure. Thank you. That was good. That was Honor. some good mic wrangling well, there, actually. Like yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, you're I getting used to this. Up. Is this a Verner's? This is a Verner's. Yeah? Sick pop. It's been a long weekend. My first, uh, actually, I realized my voice is cracking like I'm hitting puberty. I'm sorry. My voice is shot. That's okay. I realized uh, recently... This was probably my longest stretch off the road in about five years. I was off the road two and a half, while. Two and a half months I've been off the road. Right. So coming back now, talking literally nonstop for three days. Not just, just working, talking. You know, yeah, yeah. alone. Well, you've seen Charge, though, this weekend. Mm-hmm. You've seemed up the whole time and ready to go. Yeah. So but, man, I'm, ooh. Pace it's, yourself. It's a grind, you right. you pace yourself, right? Well, it, 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 the show, I mean... Astronomicon, man. It, I mean, obviously, it helps I write the Twisted Comic Con at High Ends for Source bit. Point Press. A little bit. So that, that is a factor that gives me a nonstop stream of, of people. 
But other than that, the people are just so into it, you know, and stuff like that and talking to everybody. And yeah. Well, you invited me out here last year. You and yeah. the Twisted guys when yeah. we hung out in New York uh, two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was unable to attend last year. Made sure to come down this year. because For your birthday. For my birthday. Happy birthday on the air. Thank you very much, sir. Um, I have never been one for juggalo culture. Just not my bag, right? Right. Nothing mm -hmm. against it. Nothing for it. Just, no, right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, right? Not familiar. Uh, so I didn't know what I was in for. You know, I had no idea what to expect this weekend. This may be the most kind and courteous <laughs> and welcoming yep. convention I've ever attended. I am blown away by the hospitality at this show, man. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I mean, it makes sense because we sh I should have known better as a nerd, as a geek on the outside of, you know, maybe not these days, but, you know, on the outside of society growing up being the oddball. Right. Juggalos are the exact same thing. Like, we should be connecting and identifying over this, right? Well, I tell people all the time that, you know, that same thing. People are like, oh, you know, you're writing a book for Twisted and Juggalos and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and I say, you know, the people that kind of shit on the Juggalos now yeah. are people that a generation ago would have been shitting on the punk rock kids. Right, right. You know, it's like, yeah. congratulations, you are now that person. Right, right. You know, it's a like yeah. big deal. I mean, they, they rally around a certain collective of bands, a subgenre of music. Right. What's the difference from shitting on the goth kids or shitting on the punk kids or the or the ska kids? You know, you know, and Juggalo is almost like a really odd mix of it all. You see ska elements in there, punk elements mm -hmm. in there, rap elements in there, rock elements in there, skater kid culture elements in there, goth elements. Well, I mean, like, even, goddamn, like, think about yesterday when they were doing the karaoke and uh, Blaze Dead Homie got up there for karaoke. Right. And did Pantera. Yeah. You were in there, man. That yeah, room it was amazing. Exploded. Oh, yeah. Attention. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, hold on. Guests. Twisted's fantastic 10K giveaway will be going on in 10 minutes in the panel room. That is the 10K giveaway and final panel room activity here at Astronomical. Am I hearing this right? Are they giving away $10,000? What's 10K? Are they That's my understanding. What? Remember how you said they were very kind? Well, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I don't know all the details. I know I know uh, Monoxide's been talking about it for a while. Wow. Uh, I, I guess it's a move boxes, I guess. That's all I really know. Very interesting. Well, that's the cool thing. This has been a weird evolution in Comic-Cons. It's a... Uh, it's, 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 uh, there's such a deep connection between the people running the show and the attendees. It's, uh, you know, they're everywhere and they're all over the place and they're right there in front of your face. Like, I can't avoid people, never mind not find someone to help me. You right. know what I mean? Right. It's been right. amazing. Right. Well, yeah, everyone's here is cool, you know, I mean, and, and Ma the Magic Ninja Crew, Twisted and all that, they're, they're yeah. comic geeks and stuff. And as a result, yeah, we're just having this really great show. The, the fans are fantastic. I they're going to be toast. They have put. They have been going nonstop all weekend. Like those boys are gonna sleep. Twisted is gonna be done. Like, oh yeah. You know, yeah. putting on shows every night after the con. Like right. You know. Right. Yeah. But doing for, for concerts and stuff like that. You know, yeah, for the VIPs signings and, and Oh my god. god, it's crazy, man. I know. Like I said, this is my first one back, and yeah. and, and you know. And, and <laughs> here a, we a, go, Dirk. Here we go. <laughs> I'll see you at the end of it, like around May go. again. We'll see I'll what see happens you. in a couple I'll months. I'll see you right? somewhere in May. I'll be yeah. like, oh, what, yeah. what, 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 what happened? Where are we? Yeah. This is one of those February? cool shows, though, with the uh, hotel attached. 
which changes the entire fucking outlook of the whole situation. Yeah, the complexion of the show, right. If you have to go to the bathroom, you can just... uh, Yeah, C2E2, (laughs) that's what I loved about C2E2, that it was right there. If you're extremely lucky and blessed enough, Motor City can be that for you. You know, but that's that's a tough one, right? That's a tough one. Well, that hotel isn't big, though. Like, the, obviously, the show books right. out the hotel, but, right. you know, that right. isn't an excessive amount of rooms. No, no, no. So, but uh, still, when you get that opportunity, it's it's a golden experience. It's like a three-day nonstop, 24-hour con. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Well, that's exactly. And, that, and that's, like, this reminds me a lot of horror shows. Right. It's interesting, because Astronomicon is really a... a kind of a hybrid between a, a horror show... Totally. ...and a Comic-Con. Yeah. Just like what you were talking about. Yeah. You know, I mean, how it's like a hybrid of all this different music and stuff. The, yeah. The show itself is a true hybrid show. 100%, yeah. And year one, I kind of told people that a little bit quietly. Now that's the second year, I can say it more loudly. It's like, right. this is a hybrid show. It's a Comic-Con, and it's a horror show. I mean, I'm sure there have been some, uh, some tough spots. Go ahead and talk. If you have people to talk to, they don't want to talk to me. I'm sure uh, there's been Hold some one second. growing pains. If you have questions, anything, let me know. We're just doing a quick interview. But if you have questions, let me know. <laughs> Look at whatever you want. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. If you need anything, holler. Another thing, bro, don't be shy. Come and interview. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All good. It's all right. I don't want to get in the way of Dirk profiting in life. We, uh, we talk all the time on the yeah. show. So. How are you, buddy? Good, 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 good. After the karaoke? Yeah. Oh, we should have him on the air, yeah. What did you think of the karaoke, sir? Well, I thought the karaoke was pretty sweet. Let me tell you, some guys were getting pretty wild out there. It was a wild party, man. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. including Dirk himself. Yeah, yeah, you Dirk kicked ass last night. It. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. Made made Thank to look you. all the better by my my wonderful camera operating yes, skills. Yes, yeah. Jay was actually doing the live stream, and then I got some Mar- swoops and you stuff, did, dude. <laughs> and then Mariana was nice. uh, doing the backup and stuff right. like that. Right. So. so, yes, the important things happening. Uh, we got to go through the list because there's always a list with you, especially now. Oh uh, my gosh, more than ever, man. Okay, so haunted highons. Yeah. Ooh, you released the one shot. Starts with a one-shot. The whole plan's a A one-shot. Here, look, we got a one-shot. Everybody loves the one-shot. Yes. Then, what happens? Uh, Like I said, everybody loved the one-shot. You know, SourcePoint was really happy with how everything was going. Twisted was exceptionally happy with how things were going. I was happy with it. Mary and Alessandro were good. We're really happy. Keep working on it. So now we're doing a five-issue miniseries called The Darkness Rises. Uh, First issue is in previews now. It'll be in stores in April. So and, fast. Uh, yeah, I know, man. We got a five to one uh, Kevin Eastman variant. That's uh, amazing. Which is or, or one to f- yeah. one to five. Which so, means uh, kids get out there and make sure your comic shops order at least five issues to be able right. to get yourself the Kevin Eastman variant. Right, they have to order s- five yeah. standard covers to be able to order one Kevin Eastman variant. Right. But that's going to start in April. Uh, we announced at the panel yesterday. Twisted's coming out to C2E2 with SourcePoint Press on Saturday. That's going to be fun. I can't wait. I'll be in Artist Alley, Table H8. Yep. Obviously, Embrace the Hate. I'll be there all over the goddamn place. You will. <laughs> Mariana and Alessandro announced they're going to be at that Table H7. So, Heaven and Hate. Yep. In effect. Love it. And then from there, um, Twisted's going to be at the SourcePoint Press booth Saturday at noon to 4 
and we're going to have a special C2E2 exclusive, limited to 100 copies, uh, book that's issue two, two months before it comes out. Really? The Just the line art edition. Oh, that's so the crazy. the artisan edition. Right, the, kind of the WIP edition sort of yeah, thing. Well, yeah, well, it's totally finished. It's the finished line. Finished lines. Yeah. Just no pencils colors. or inks too. Pencils like, and inks. Inks, nice. It's gorgeous. Nice. Mariana, I mean, nice. She's like killing it. When eh? Mariana does sketch covers, that's what the whole issue is going to look like. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm blown away by uh, the panel yesterday. She was talking about her ambidextrousness, and now I want to see it. Now I want her to draw something with both hands at the same time from the sides. That's amazing. Yeah, she, she, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, dude, she's a machine. You yeah, know. like that could blow up YouTube. That's some viral shit. Well, yeah. No, we'll get there. Don't tell Travis that. He'll uh, pimp us out on YouTube and other flat. <laughs> hey, I'm coming from the mind of a publicist, okay? We no, need to make true. this happen, right? All I think she is goes, spotlight, spotlight, spotlight. Mary goes into a, uh, into a freaking trance, man, when she'll draw sometimes. It's crazy. Mariana will be there and just... I've had to, like, yeah, shake yeah. her out. I'm like, look, man, all right. Yeah, you know, yeah. this is a sketch cover. You've been yeah. on it for, like, 40 minutes. Yeah. Pace yourself. Pace yeah. yourself. Speaking of the panel, too, it was cool to see how stoked Twizzed is about all this, too, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like Jamie's super stoked. It's, like, uh -huh. very cool, yeah? And Paul is, too. He's just more low-key. Yeah, he's more that was chill. He, that, was, yeah. that, he, he, that was Paul very excited. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, another uh, very important thing to mention. Uh, actually, no, before we get off that, hey, Alessandro, where are them names? Where's that list of names you wanted us to not forget to mention? What are we supposed to remember to mention? Blaze, you wrote the names down. Oh, I got, I know there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you wrote, you, you wrote I, that stuff down to talk about. I know what it is. Do you want me are we talking about that? You were going to announce it yesterday, I guess, apparently, but didn't get to it. Yeah, we did not. We had so a, give me the goddamn exclusive and spill it, Dirk. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I, I gotta get my. He needs his notes. Yeah. He needs his all notes. Right, right. Let him get his notes. Get his notes. All right, all right. Go get your notes. He doesn't like to talk. All right. That's all right. We like surprises around here, though. We like, we, we like uh, exciting things. Yeah. I will <laughs> say that there will be other Magic Ninja Entertainment guest stars as the miniseries goes on. That is awesome. That's, a good, that's an excellent. That's good enough. That's all enough right, to good. tell them. That'll get any of these uh, good. juggalos excited to know well, that the, enough. Yeah, Because yeah, there's so only, like, what, like? Six to choose from at that point, isn't there? Uh, How many are on the like oh in the gosh. group? Six or seven of them now. I know the family's getting bigger, but you know, I don't want to list them all because then that would maybe indicate who's going to oh, be there. Oh, I see. But you're looking at about a good eight, eight or nine acts. Oh, maybe? is there that many acts oh, on yeah. the label now? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, it's a, growing fast, eh? Right, right. But it's Sunday at the end of the day, and I'm not right. Count. Okay. Uh, um. One last thing. Yeah. Hope. <laughs> Hope. This is a big deal, Dirk. This is a real big deal. This is a very big deal. And you know what? I have to admit, I'm loving this uh, this uh, solidity that's happening here. Because in all the time I've known you, little things, you know, you've been associated with Source Point to a certain extent, right? Uh, that's a safe way to say right? it. Right. And but. But we're kind of, we're kind of. I've been in the shadows. I've been in the shadows. I've been in, I've been in the shadows. Yeah, we're kind of getting that, you know, the chip's been implanted a little bit there because. Uh, I would argue that in some ways I planted the chip well, either for other way, people. There's chip. Right, well, either way, this family has grown in a beautifully organic way. You have has. always been connected in some way. That but I'll now, take. That I'll take. Don't but, make it sound right. like I'm some new guy rolling in. No, you're not in any way. Rolling in. No, no, no. But no, my, my whole point is that 
something this epic, a very uh, a huge milestone for SourcePoint yes. Press, you must be proud to be the one who gets that undertaking as uh, you and Kaylin Smith's book, Hope, mm -hmm. will be the very first free comic, day free comic book day offering from SourcePoint Press. Big deal, yeah. man. No, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge for me. It's huge for Kaylin. Who is a very, very By the way, we must mention as yes, of yesterday, I know, congratulations, so uh, Kaylin Smith, on your engagement. I know. Have you talked to her yet? Uh, real briefly, okay. real briefly. Yeah. I um, it was at the concert, and yeah. uh, I finally got a chance to get you because know, during the day of the show, I'm not on social media unless I'm doing a quick right. live stream or something. Right. I'm working. And. Uh, yeah, I happened to look at uh, look at social media for a minute, and I'm like, "Oh my God, what is this?" I go, "I see this picture of Kaylin and uh, her, uh, yeah. her fiance now," and I'm like, what? What? "What? Is this what I think it is?" Yeah. And I look, I'm like, "Oh my God, it's amazing! I'm That's so awesome. excited!" You know, I've known yeah. them both for a long time, and yeah. to see that this is happening is is yeah. beautiful and magical. I'm super. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just smiling. I got you. It's, it's so amazing. Cool, man. Yeah, everything's I mean, they, coming up, Kaylin. They're man. Uh, they're. Uh, yeah, they're two very good people, and I'm, I'm glad they're taking this yeah, journey together. Man. That's it awesome. Just, it's it's going to be a great year for her with that and yeah, hope coming yeah, out. Yeah, you know? yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so congratulations, to Kaylin. But Kaylin again is one of these very, very. I don't like to use the word deserving, but I will say she's earned this opportunity. She's right. earned this crack at the bat. Right. And that's been a big thing in my career. I've always tried to like work with artists who are very, very good. And maybe achieving a certain level of success on their own and say, hey, a high tide raises all boats. Sure. I've got this thing. You've got this thing. Let's do a thing together and yeah. blow it up and push it out together. And Kaylin's one of those artists that I'm just super excited was willing to do that. Now we got the book. Now we got a book for free comic book day. Yeah. Now do we have a book for free comic book day. We have the first full issue of our book for free. Yeah. Source point no presses. skimpy previews or no, anything no, like that. No, no. You get like the full shebang, right? There's yeah. everything. It's not a book yeah. full of ads. You don't flip the book over and then upside down there's another half book on the other side. No. You will get the free this issue. This is the yeah. first issue of Hope from yeah. Source Point Press Very for cool. free. And Source Point Press is first free comic book day book. Dude, this is awesome. It's I'm cool. I'm very happy yeah. for all of you I'm, guys. I'm happy you. for Source Point and the whole family. Uh, to have that, you know, this this is the perfect cap off to, uh, you know, a year or two of really going for it. You know, a, a few major steps were made in Source Points, you know, evolution. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, no, and that's absolutely right. And that's the thing, too, is that, you know, Source Point, and as much as it begrudges me to even see Travis 10 feet in front of me and, <laughs> and, and say something nice about him, the, right. only, the only good thing about this is that you can't hear me right now. Right. No. <laughs> you know, Travis has been busting his ass yep and source point's been busting their ass oh yeah and even when i have other um, i'll say established or seasoned professionals coming to me and like even when i took so uh haunted high ends to source point press like what's going on with source point press you know like when i took nightmare world uh from image over to devil's do they're like what's going on with devil's do man what, what are you jumping over there for and now that i'm working with source point press they're like <laughs> yeah. the, I see those guys everywhere. And yeah. I said, "Yeah, what's yeah. I tell you?" Yeah, it's the little, uh, the, the little grinding, the little nods that come from that grinding. You do all this mad grinding for one little nod that goes a long way. Yeah. Remember earlier in the year when Jim Zub posted an article? Uh, it was kind of a flow chart of the way the different comic companies were working, and he had 
reposted it, I know. He didn't make yeah. it, I don't think. But SourcePoint was right in that mid-level with like a few of the other, uh -huh. you know, up-and-comers. Yeah, look at and, all the comic book publishers. Right, and their there source point is, you know, in the race amongst everyone else as they should be. Right, right. And, so. and, and getting uh, market share, gaining readers, getting yeah. sales, yeah. getting convention presence. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so yeah, it's a big deal. So I'm really happy to take uh, hope, potentially for starters, yeah. <laughs> to uh, the source point press. You know, yeah. this has been a long time coming. Um, yeah. In some ways, we've been like two ships passing in the night. You know, right. when they were before they, when they were pre-Source Point Press, I was with Image Comics. Right. But I've known Travis. I've known Travis a long time. I know he's doing. It. I've been happy to help him out. Right. Yeah. And then as they became Source Point Press, same thing. Happy to. Be well. Take it easy, man. Be cool. And uh, you know, happy to do what I can to help yeah, him out. Of course. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Do all that, you know. And then coming to the new wave of books, it's like, look. We're, we're there. Let's right. let's do this thing now. We can. And it's, it's so different because right. it is such an odd book for Source Point. You know, it's a funny story. It's, it's a crazy. It's a crazy risk. That, you know, not really a risk, but it's an interesting choice to go with, considering how right. anti-superhero. Sort. I don't want to say anti. That sounds negative. Uh, how not a superhero-centered publishing company it's been. Well, yeah. It's like how many yeah. superhero books you see on my table. Right. Exactly. How many superhero yeah. books you see yeah. Kaylin yeah. Smith doing? Yeah. 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 It's funny, if I'm not mistaken, it was a year ago at Toledo when I gave Travis a copy of Hope, the self-published one that right. is now being a little bit remastered for Free Comic Day. But like 95% the same, but man, that 5% amps it up. Right. But he's like, what's this? Yeah. He did that thing, he like stroking his big beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's this? Oh, what we got here? What do you do, a superhero oh. book? I said, I said, do I strike you as a, a superhero fan? He's right. like, no, that's why I'm taking the cover's pink. Like, yeah, I go, why don't you give it a read, man? Well, all right, but I... Everybody he goes into that mode. I'm not looking to pick up any superhero books. I go, bro, you're my friend. You, he of all people should know. Just read here, the book. Read the book, yeah, man. Yeah. Check this out. Yeah. He does that. You can't see it in podcast land, but this, he purses his lips and squints, <laughs> and his whole face turns into a big clump of red facial hair, and he's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So he walks away. 20 minutes later, he comes sauntering right back up. He kind of comes over. He leans over. I'm like, he goes, um, <laughs> so I read Hope. I'm like, yeah? And he makes that face again. His whole face turns into just a, a wad of red hair. He scrunches up. He's like, mm-hmm, yeah. What are you doing with this? Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, it's like a superhero book, but it's not. And blah, 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 blah. And I go, yeah, I know, I know. And he goes, well, what, what are your plans with this? And I said, well, let's talk. And now here we are. Yeah, yeah. But it was good. I mean, I, it's a beautiful I, thing, I, man. I, 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 I gave it's it to him with that thing. intent to talk. And it's to been a, you know, I love when things come out of a natural, organic progression as they have, right? right? And that's right. what this has come out of. And you know, right. friends and family, right? Right. So, well, and, and it being time, you know, it being oh, yeah. time, you yeah, know. yeah, for uh, sure. We have horror books through Devil's Do and stuff like that. Now we're doing some other stuff. And yeah, we'll, yeah. Got to keep growing. We'll if you're not see. growing, you ain't doing goddamn thing. You're just being stagnant. Evolve right? or die, man. There you go, kids. Well. Uh, Dirk, thank you, my friend, um, for spending my birthday weekend with me oh. and being thank you for such an incredibly supportive oh. guy over the years. Thank you, uh, thank you, you for know, having us. We won't a, get too sappy, no, we but won't. this was a special weekend. It, it was. was. Of all our cons, we do many, and we always have a good time. Once in a while, though, we'll have these little weekends that the, are the, like the, the, re reaffirmers. You they know are. What I mean? You know, yeah. it's, it's the chance. I've always said, like, if I... 
hung up my imaginary top hat, and just was done with comics. There's those people that I want to stay in touch with, and right. people that you know I would I would still hang out with, and yeah. and these are the type of weekends I would want to have with people like that with you. We Absolutely, hang out. We can get a birthday burrito. Yeah, yeah. You Fuck know, yeah. just yeah. just hang out. Go to yeah. go to a go to a rap concert and yeah. then some karaoke. Yeah, yeah. Just hang out, have a good time. You know Dude, that, that Ghostbusters moment was probably my favorite moment of the weekend. Well, I'll tell you what's crazy. Yeah, yeah. The, the the karaoke was yeah. the first round was the first super group did Ghostbusters. Yeah. Everyone kept on doing each other, and then when yeah. you start with Ghostbusters, then you know Jamie goes up there from Twisted <laughs> Dio. Yeah. And then, oh, I'll tell you what, when Blades did Pantera, I thought that was over. I looked at Alessandro, and I said, man, game over. Yeah, nope, I one said, more. One more. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, Gmo and That was AXC. an amazing performance, though, oh, straight California up. Oh, California Living. Yeah, yeah, they killed the, that. Oh, so. Billy just, oh, my God. Ah, I mean, rah. Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah, the Honey Badger up there, you know, da la 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 then Lee Carver, the death, oh. Good times. Good times. I good believe times. that this appearance may solidify you as the most frequent guest in the history of an elegant weapon. It's about time. Uh, Anthony hasn't been on in a bit. Our good friend Anthony Rockgazer, yep. but you guys have kept this, uh, you know, head-to-head thing yeah. going. We've and never I met. Think th- I think we compete. You didn't meet him at Motor City last year. You met Anthony. He came to Motor City. Remember, big black dude, bald. Oh, my guy Anthony. I was right? my other guy, yeah, Jim. Yeah. I was my other new enemy, Jim Zub. No, no, Jim Zub is your enemy. Yeah, in, in as far I as he has overtaken you as most downloaded episode. We're gonna fix ever. that soon too, Jim. But, uh, Coming for you, Jim. Well, we'll have to do something special. You have to save something special to come on here and talk about. Then that's just exclusive. I got something. That's the hard thing now because you know there's so many podcasts, and obviously you want to do the circuit and you want to get the word out as much as possible. But on our end, where do it's I, our job to try to get something we're, a little we're, special right? where, where do i always come home to jay that's right and that's why we always finish it off at home with the one and only mr dirk motherfucking manning thank you my brother thank you my brother